Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. In this episode, as you know, we like to take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into teeny tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help (laughs) kind of ourselves, especially maybe this week, and also all of you through the process of change. Now, this week, Rod, I need your help. I don't even know what we're talking about this week. I am in a state of total befuddlement. Even my technology wasn't my friend this morning. And normally, my MacBook loves me. What are we doing? Oh. (laughs) Leslie, what are we going to talk about? You know, I'm so reliant on you and your steadfastness, like secure Ugh. confident decision making and we talk about a few Ugh. things and you're like yeah let's do that and and I, we've even not had this epis- week <laughs> episodes before where not i've like this week. shared how you know i'm like the i can't decide anything person and i have no problems with right i'm, putting, I'm like yeah no said. props this we're I gonna do this it's gonna be fine go forward what are you talking about <sighs> forward motion so i i think this week, let's we are going to talk about those moments in time where curveballs come at you, and it's not one thing, it's not two, it's not three, it's a number of things that are coming yes. at you and destabilizing. It's like, oh, I'm not sure what to do. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, let's <laughs> destabilizing throw- is the. It's weird to start, right? It's weird. We yeah. are. We decided this morning, my friends, that we are in a bizarro world. Like we are officially in the upside down because it's just. It's been a little bit of a of a week, Roderick. Yeah. It has been a little bit of a week, and so, so I need help this week. Okay, I do. So can I? All me... of my like decision making superpowers seem to have like I, whatever my kryptonite is. I have been exposed to it. So here, I'm gonna do a little interview here. At, okay. Okay. At ready. what point in over the last week or so did you first realize that you might be in the <laughs> bizarro week or the destabilizer week? Did, was there a point where you kind of said, "Wait a second, this is I'm not." Yeah, there were. I didn't were know whether to have coffee t- or tea. Should I have coffee or tea? I can't decide. Oh, well, that's easy. Coffee, ew, tea all day long. But more like I found myself, I found my filters were offline. So I normally have a pretty good filter system in place of like what to say and what not to say uh, in oh. most scenarios. Uh, thanks to my British parents, like it's a pretty hardwired system that I've got. Yeah. But this week there were times when I just, things would come out of my mouth and I was like, huh. Mm. probably shouldn't have said that like that and it was nothing mean or anything like it was nothing terrible it's just there was a better way to say the things that i said and that was probably my first realization that there was some kind of like system glitch in the matrix that yeah something was i'd seen the same black cat twice if you're a matrix (laughs) nerd like me (laughs) and then where did it go did that just sit for a bit or did you start to notice uh more of these yeah. glitches. Yeah, no, I noticed more of the glitches. They kept coming very much. They kept coming out as my filters being offline. Yeah. Um, I found that I was um, like a little bit flummoxed by things that wouldn't normally flummox me, like decisions or um, 
like paths forward that I would mm-hmm. normally just like see the path so clearly. I'm so, I don't know. Mm. Thank God for my therapist. I normally see the path so clearly. And there were a few times this week where I really couldn't see the path at all. And it's not like I could see like choices of paths. It's like the path was completely obscured. It's been a fascinating Mm. week from a psychological Mm. perspective. Like just Mm -hmm. sort of, if I think about it from a meta perspective, like above Mm -hmm. all of it and looking down, it's Mm -hmm. been a fascinating week where I've been like completely discombobulated. So what, what, uh, approaches you know you might not have thought of it as a tactic at the time but like so how did you react to that to these you started observing wait a second oh i started to get well before i was observing and while it was happening i just started to freak out like i started thinking oh my god i'm broken i'm permanently in this state of indecision i can't take it like i started to get <laughs> like the mind scramble so was real permanent? yeah because like oh my, everything right like i was yeah. in full on black or white thinking like full mm-hmm. on catastrophizing black and white thinking like all that kind of stuff and you know what else i did that didn't do me any favors I slept, I let myself stay in bed a little bit longer and didn't do yoga for two days. And when I don't do yoga in the morning, bad things happen. Like Mm. all, like it just does. And I don't even have to do it for very long. I only like it's, it can be just a 10 minute practice, Mm -hmm. but it really just helps sort of ground and, and center my brain. It's not even like, yes, the physical part of it, of course, but it's, it, it's what it does to my mental, emotional state. Mm hmm. So it was a good reminder on day three, I, on Wednesday, I'm like, curses, like I'm going to get my mat out. And just even if I just sit on my mat and get the yeah. feeling of being on my mat, you know what I mean? But yeah, I yeah, let yeah. go of that touchstone for a couple of days and, and it really, like it, it really messed with me. Hmm. So it was, so the initial moment to putting you off the, putting you off doing yoga and then you were in the midst. It was like you're hanging on. It's it, this. The, yeah. You're on a stormy yeah. boat and just totally tie yourself. So how do you? What's your approach to to that point when you're like, okay, I'm in it this week. It's coming from all sides. Well, you know what I did. The like the first thing that act. So I got back into yoga, and that was a good touchstone. I made sure like I, you know, I went swimming again, which, you know, I love swimming, which is my other thing. So I went swimming again and that really helped. But the, the one thing, like the thing that really turned it around, and I don't mean this to sound dorky or like girl crushy, but it's when I talked to you on Friday morning and I just laid Uh it all out. I think I'd been, I think I'd been holding it all in my container, Rod. Like it had all just been in my head and I hadn't really talked to any about anyone about all the things like all of those like little things that were happening. And uh, once I talked to you, I could see the path again. I mean, it's still a little bit dodgy because yeah. when we were trying to come up with a topic this morning, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness me. So I'm still a little bit in it, but something about talking about it made it way better as well. Yeah. I was so yeah. glad I could phone a friend. And you were so good. Like you just asked all the questions and you didn't try and solution for me. Like you're you were a really good listener. Friends out there, when your friends come to you with when they're having times like these, just yeah. listen. Like don't try you didn't try and solve it. You didn't try and do anything. You just sort of help me see the problems more clearly. Yeah. And help me make my own choices by asking questions. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm glad it helped. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I must say so talking from somebody i remember i was like you've come to the right person 
I'm so indecisive. You were awesome. <laughs> you were like, this is my superpower. And I immediately felt calm. Like, but I just the... felt so reassured. Like, uh, you're cold and someone finally wraps you in a snuggly blanket. Like, that is totally what it felt like. It was amazing. Yeah. So I'll share what I observed. So interestingly, someone who myself, history of, and I've got great stories, which I've shared in previous episodes when we talked about decision yes. making. Um, the, uh, but so I'm, I would say happily can say on a kind of a streak or a period of time where uh, I'm not burdened by that being in that zone of the indecisive zone. And so I was reflecting on this after I talked to you. I was like, how I've actually forgotten, as much as I can say I can relate to it, I've been there, I got it. Yeah. But it's that intimate feel, like truly knowing it, I was. it was hard to grasp for me because it had been a while. If that, Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it is. It's, it, it, on both, like to your situation and for me, it, it just shows how you can get into a different mode and completely forget about what it was like not being in that mode. Even though... Oh, you that might gives have... me such a sense of hope. That's such a hopeful statement. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, you were saying this week, it's like you can remember how to whatever. And it and it's just a week or two before you were in a different state and, and it was yeah. all, all fine. But it, it, it is... You, when we're in this situation, no matter what someone might tell you, like it's hard to not know anything different than what you're experiencing. It is funny how real it feels in the moment, even though our states, we're always in that state of flux and flow, right? Which is awesome. I mean, that's one of the best parts of it being alive. But when you're in the darker side of it yeah. and you've maybe forgotten what the light looks like, it's so easy to believe in the reality of it. You know, I think that was part of the problem, too, is I was so convinced that I was going to be in this permanent state of, you know, no good choices. Like, just mm -hmm. that's what it felt like. Like, I couldn't make a good choice to save my life. Like, yeah. it, it was just every choice that faced me was was something that it, it just felt like something yeah. bad was going to happen, you know, or that I was doing something that I would later regret or whatever. I'm so, I am really, even as, as we talk about it now, I'm so glad we're talking about this. I hope it's helpful for other people too, but it's super yeah. helpful for me because I feel like I'm even coming more out of it uh, now. And yeah. I think, I don't know guys, if you guys can hear, but for the first time ever, I'm doing this podcast with like other human beings around, which is super exciting. I am up at a friend's cottage with my cello quartet and uh, although that sounds super nerdy, we are a fairly rowdy bunch. <laughs> that is so you might nerdy. hear other human voices in the background versus cats meowing uh, for the first time ever. And uh, I, so hold on. I You're play not cello like in one a room. in our cello quartet. So you I got to you know, get my shit together. Yes. Okay. What is that? Even so I got to get my act together. Sorry. I just swore. I just realized. Whoops. What is that? E okay. So first of all, are you in like in a room and they're all sitting there with their cozy coffee and they're all watching me and they're, watching they're all just watching me <laughs> yeah i'm in a bubble no i'm in my i'm in my Separate. friend's bedroom i'm okay. in the furthest away bedroom from where all the cello hooligans are and uh and so they're out there eating they're breakfast and uh drinking coffee and... undoubtedly yeah <laughs> so what does they cello were supposed to go mean? for a hike right now but it like it's like it's 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 pretty early yeah <laughs> and it's sunday so it felt kind of mean 
saying get out of the house True. it is it is early. <laughs> so what does cello one mean like is that like in star wars you, where they had like rogue one you know no? <laughs> exactly like that rod exactly <laughs> like that it just means i have to play the hardest parts i play like all the the highest notes and i usually read in a different you know cellos read in in three clefs we read in bass clef alto clef and oh um or sorry tenor clef and uh and treble clef and so um yeah it, i do a lot a lot of reading most of us learn in bass clef but i do a lot of when you're cello and you do a lot of reading in tenor and and treble which just means like you're reading different languages like your music changes in clefs all throughout yeah. and so that of course means all the notes are in different places on the staff and you got to sort of switch your brain really quickly oh my god so, uh, this is what i mean like i gotta get my act together before we're done so that i can go and do that so this is super helpful oh yeah okay good <laughs> you can't be indecisive and you know sit at your cello no it's no good no, 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 it's no, no. good no so the um there's in your indecisive scenario here is is it part of and and i'm gonna try i'm gonna help me out here i'm gonna try to stretch this back to two episodes ago in the camp firewall in the sense of we're thinking about other people right right like how do you and so is is part of your scenario or scenario is the wrong word but you know like what you're we're talking about now is is you're trying to anticipate or think about other people and that ability is muted in a way. And you're like, I'm not sure how I'm going to think of this. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I think you're right, Rod. I think when I get into this mode, it's usually relational. Like it's, it's, it's through my relationships with others that if I feel like I can't, that I'm going to do something, you know, I have choices to make and there's going to be some way I'm letting someone down, someone I care about very deeply. And it's mm-hmm. all in my head. Let's be clear. Like mm-hmm. all that's in my head. Like that's just the Leslie and me universe. That's not necessarily that that person has said, hey, if you make this choice, it's going to let me down. Yeah. But if I if I'm in that thought scramble in the moment, it's that fear of of letting someone down and, and not doing right by them that it does. Uh, it does create a scramble in my brain for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like I'm not indecisive about, you know, anything work related. Like I, I, you know, I, I, it's, it doesn't happen there. It's, it's in relation to other people for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think been the scramble is I've, you know, I've made some choices about, do I do this or that? Do I hang out with these friends or those friends? Do mm. I, you know, even thinking about the, re- the recording this podcast this morning, you know how much I love talking mm-hmm. to you on Sunday morning, but I feel a little bit guilty that I have three friends out in the living room kind of just like waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, not that they're like they're having a fine time. It's not like they're just sitting there not talking to me. It's like <laughs> no, they're, they're having like, a fine time. I have but no idea still, what to say to anybody else. Yeah. I think that's it. Like I feel selfish. And when I, yeah. when I feel selfish, that's I think when my... when like i have serious glitches in the matrix yeah i feel like i'm yeah, doing yeah, selfish yeah, yeah. things you know yeah yeah it's yeah. you know i'm gonna have very i'm gonna have great difficulty explaining this thought but here goes because it makes sense to me i'm so is excited that, <laughs> that, those are my the, favorite thoughts go <laughs> the, it is very much in this mode of where everything it's like it's the projection if you're looking for something or if you're you're your mm. doubt of something is in place and that is like, am I making decisions that are 
selfish to me and or other people be upset with. It's like everything is becomes liable to be that. Because I've noticed myself yes. is there's, there's some situations where I'm totally fine, no issues whatsoever, kind of doing something where I I even observe to myself is like, oh, I could see somebody feeling a little bit taken aback by that or whatever. Um, but I've done it because it's the right, th- you know, I feel it's the right thing to do and no issues, move on. No guilt. But others, it's like every minor thing. It's like, oh, I put milk in that coffee, but it was more than they normally have. Are they going, should I redo the coffee? Like I, you can, I, depending on the mode, is you, everything can be hypersensitive right. to that. And so it's, it's uh, very much that, like, I don't know if it, the lens or the, the, the mode of, that you're in and, and and the power of which of course we forget in the moment but it's like f- reflecting on it into it is the stepping back and recognizing hey this feels off this will this is what it is right now but it'll shift later on just go with it that i, I don't yeah. try to change it just go with it go yes. with the doubt like embrace it but know that it'll it'll move on later I think you're right. I think you're right. It's the power of that internal observer, right? To just sort of say, oh, look at that. Yeah. I'm in that mode where everything feels complicated and, you know, every decision seems like it's life or death. Yeah. You know, everything feels so serious. Yes. Uh, and, and if we can just observe it and kind of say, oh, yeah, there it is again. Yeah, but it does feel really serious when you're in it. Like having it just, having still like still being a tiny bit in it, and certainly on Friday morning being deep in it. It's mm. so convincing. Our storylines are is. so convincing, Rod. It's like it's like at times, you know, our autobiographies are so feel so true when we're yeah. in the like the yeah. thick of it it just it doesn't feel like a story anymore it doesn't yeah. feel like a a flow we're passing through or just a temporary state we're in it just it has such a feeling of truth to it it does um and i've been and i think I've, i'd forgotten that so like when i think about yeah. this this past week it's a you know i always think of things like what am i supposed to learn like what's the What's the blessing if that's an if that's okay language for everybody, but whatever your version of that is, but like what's the good that can come out of this? And it's that I think I'd forgotten what that feeling is. And so it's it's good to remember that every every now and again. It's good mm-hmm. to be in it every now and again. Cause then mm-hmm. I, now that I'm coming out of it, I feel so much better. Yeah. And that contrast, you need contrast. Yeah. It's true. That I think the good is not yeah, right. The you know what I mean. You're, it's 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 the the thing that you can take away from it is um, you're learning. We have to always be learning about how to observe the state that we're in, which is hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say it's like easy I, when we're in a happy state, it's not easy when we're in a less than happy state. Right. When you're a happy state, true. it's like, oh, yay! look at me. I'm happy. Everything's great. Look, that's working and this is working and I'm making those choices and I love that this is going on. <laughs> But when you're in the darkness, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to see through it. Sorry, oh, I it cut is. you off. What were you going to say? No, I, I was just to say that because the other, the so the the thing to practice is is that self observance 
but not but not expect to be suddenly like oh I've self I've observed that I'm yes. in this state and then yes. it's fixed <laughs> and then I move on and everybody's happy. Totally. It's just like it's more just you're going to observe it and still be in it. But that's yes. step one. Two yes. is is connecting with like talking about it outside of your own head. Yes. <laughs> right? Very uh, important step. Yeah. Very important step. Be- because I, so that I was going to like, there's times and I can remember is staying too long in that mode. I've had the, the experience where I've been long period of time in this mode of the doubt and, and seeing situations from these weird angles and many things being uncertain. And that feeling of certainty is, is crappy and whatever. And then at some point, real having this observation is like oh all that stretch all those interactions all this experience it was actually me in my lens that i was looking at it yes. cause it to be negative and and once you're so invested into that what's happened it's hard to even accept that it was the not the role i played but just the viewpoint that i had on it that caused me yes. to feel so and it's hard to let go of that and then it's like I know I hold, you know, especially if it gets into relationships and like negative stuff and you feel angry at somebody else, it's like hard to then be like, oh, all that anger, all that thing I gave to that in my mind to that other person and situation, I probably didn't need to, but I don't, but I've invested so much in it. I don't really want to, I can't let go of it. So, I know. so it's when it, occurs over a long period of time you get so invested into it and uh, look there i can tell you for me it's just not trying to solve it there's no mea culpas afterwards there's no like oh all that it just acknowledge it think of move on like try to just acknowledge it let that flow through and uh, take it as a lesson learned Because I think one of the, I love the saying, I love the idea that people aren't thinking about you the same way that you're thinking about you. And so I wish it like was one of my favorite episodes of Shit's Creek, if I'm honest, love that show. Um, But I think that there, I think that there's something to that in the sense of that other person was having their whole own experience of this. And so to go back and mea culpa and whatever, may detract from their experience as well. So I think, I think it is, and this, we're talking about like regular life stuff, not people who are, you know, like obviously being horrible people, but like regular humans, when you're having interactions, the way we always do with one another, that second guessing and that sort of looking inside afterwards and saying, wow, I really do think it was my lens that was bringing that to that interaction. Yeah, I think all we can do is like, this is a little bit the campsite rule again. All we can do is learn and go on, like give ourselves the own, our own permission yeah. to, for ourselves to be better off next time too, right? Like we're part of the campsite ground. Yeah. Our own selves were part of the campsite. Yeah. And so allowing ourselves to also be made better from those relationships and interactions, even when we weren't necessarily feeling like our best selves or when we look back at it, it doesn't feel like we're our best selves. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think there's magic in I'm trying to not be hard on myself for being for feeling the way I did last week and understand that there was just a lot of external forces coming at me. And mm. um, and so now I'm trying to move into that space of forgiveness a little bit and mm. uh 
Because I think it's it's just it's it's just a nicer place to yeah. be, you know, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, not fret if I did say anything in a meeting or whatever with anyone I love that maybe yeah. wasn't with full filters engaged. Like just sort of say the chances of anyone remembering the words that came out of my mouth are pretty remote. Yeah. Uh, they may be ringing around in my head a little bit still, yeah. but chances of anyone else remembering are probably pretty slim. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, just giving yourself permission to to move on as well. You know, mm-hmm. that sense of grace for ourselves. I think it's so important. Mm. Yeah, there's no, I didn't, I'm just connecting it now. It's this element of the 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 guilt that you're right. You've done something that doesn't, it's not, who you want to be representing yeah. out to the world and uh yeah and then that just snowballs into other angst right yeah. right it only makes things worse it yeah. really does it really makes things worse for sure yeah. for sure yeah, yeah, yeah well i gotta tell you my friend i'm feeling so much better i'm so Good. glad i feel a little bit again this is still the darkness talking but i feel a little bit self-indulgent that we talked about this it felt very me focused this week but i'm so grateful that we chatted even more today as much yeah. as we di- we talked already on on friday i am feeling so much better oh, and good. in such a, a well, bigger sense of peace so yeah well for anyone for... going through this find a friend that you can talk to who's as awesome as rod because yeah. you will feel better <laughs> you will feel better well don't, you're making me blush here that thank thanks Leslie. thanks for sharing i think it's it you know the we we started our podcast series last year talking a lot about topics similar to this because it and this is just our life experience is that what gets in the way of changing towards fulfillment and happiness are these, mm-hmm. how do you deal with these, uh, ang- you know, bizarro, upside down, bad feeling, bad mode weeks. Cause it, it when it goes on too long, it blocks you from changing to who yes. you want to be. Yes. Yeah. So thank you for helping me, helping me get unstuck, my friend. I really appreciate you. Oh, thanks very much. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening today. This this <laughs> slightly different than how we normally do our episodes, but oh, I hope it helps any of you get. If you're feeling stuck a little bit, I hope we hope it helps you get a little bit unstuck too. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. Thanks, Rod. Bye. Bye.